Who was Kenneth B. Schwartz? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Thomas Lynch, professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School and chief of hematology oncology at the Massachusetts General Hospital Cancer Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Dr. Lynch, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you for having me. Who was Ken Schwartz? So Ken Schwartz was a 40-year-old healthcare attorney in Boston. He had worked in state government in Massachusetts and was working for a law firm focusing on hospitals and healthcare when in 1994 he was diagnosed with metastatic lung cancer and he developed a perspective on healthcare and how hospitals and doctors and nurses function that I think has been unique and has had a great impact long after his death. Ken was treated for lung cancer with a number of different drugs. Very few of the drugs really did anything to shrink the cancer. And about nine months into his illness, as Ken realized his time was short, Ken wrote an article for the Boston Globe where he talked about what he felt was important in healthcare, what he thought was critical. And, and what Ken wrote about was that the thing that was so important in healthcare was the connection between patients and caregivers. And that it was the simplest gesture by a nurse or by a someone taking him for a test or a technician helping him recover after a surgery that made all the difference for him in terms of allowing him to make the bearable unbearable. And because of this article that he wrote, he touched a number of people in the Boston area and the Schwartz Center was started right after Ken's death. How was it started? Ken, in the days right before he died, asked his wife and close friends to begin a center to support and to enhance compassionate health care. And his widow, Ellen Cohen, and a number of his long-term friends, as well as his caregivers at the Mass General, helped to start the Schwartz Center now 12 years ago. How is it funded? So Schwartz Center is funded primarily through philanthropy and through foundations. So I would say that we probably receive approximately 80% of our funding from philanthropic sources, and the remainder is through foundation grants that we do receive funding as well from the Massachusetts General Hospital. Tell us a story about what specific types of things happened to Ken Schwartz that affected him so deeply. I think a great example is one that Ken writes about in his article. His Cancer had not been going well. The experimental drugs that we had tried weren't working. The traditional drugs we had tried weren't working. And Ken needed a surgical procedure to be done at that point. And he needed to go down to the surgical area, and the orderly took him down to surgery, and an anesthesia resident came up to him and turned and asked Ken about his son. And turns out they both had children about the same age. And then asked Ken where he lived, and it turns out they lived near each other, and they shared a passion for the same muffin shop in Brookline, Massachusetts. And she showed a real interest in him and a real connection with him as she was doing the technical work that would allow him to undergo surgery. And she showed that to him, he wasn't just somebody who needed to undergo anesthesia, but rather he was a father who had a son who had a life, and that that ability to make that connection resonated with Ken and was incredibly important. And in Ken's story and writing, he talks about a number of circumstances like that, which are just so incredible to him in terms of illustrating what makes a unique healthcare encounter special. What was your relationship with him? 
Well, I was Ken's oncologist, so I worked with him in terms of trying to identify treatments that might help shrink his cancer and treatments that might help prolong his life. Uh, We tried a number of different treatments along the way. Unfortunately, Ken's cancer was extraordinarily virulent and very resistant to standard chemotherapies. What did you learn from him? I think the thing that I learned from Ken more than anything else is to do two things. One is to respect the power of the connection between patient and caregiver. And the second was to stay in the moment with patients. The Schwartz Center rounds, which are the the main focus of the Schwartz Center itself, one of the greatest take-home messages from Schwartz Center rounds is the importance of staying in the moment with patients and to realize that you might be a busy doctor and you might have 25 patients on your schedule in a given day, but for each one of those patients, you're the only thing that they're doing that day that is of this level of significance and is incredibly important to them. And staying in the moment with the patient, being real to the patient, I think is incredibly important. And I credit Ken Schwartz with having taught me that lesson. And what's your best advice to physicians on how to do that? I think that what Ken focused on and what I would advise to my colleagues is that there's a reason that we decided to go into medicine as opposed to going into business or other wonderful professions, which is that the product in medicine are people. And the ability to interact with people in a very real and meaningful way is what gives your work meaning. I'm a middle-aged guy in Massachusetts, and many people who are my age are looking for volunteer work. They're looking for, for new experiences to give meaning to their lives. One of the great things about being in medicine and, and working at the kind of hospital I work at is that I don't feel that I'm searching for meaning in my life the way a lot of people can be who don't have the privilege of practicing medicine. And I look at nurses, and I think that nurses have the same kind of benefit in their own careers, is that they get such extraordinary reward from what they do on a day-by-day basis that so much of medicine can be very, very difficult and can be very challenging. The bureaucratic burdens put on doctors are unheard of in terms of what we're asked to do at this point. Yet, the rewards are still there, and occasionally we forget about those. And the Schwartz Center helps remind us how special and unique the profession is. Dr. Lynch, tell us about the scientific evidence that supports the work at the Schwartz Center. Well, one of the things that we have done is the Schwartz Center has tried hard to try to document and try to quantify the impact of many of our programs in the community of physicians and in the community of caregivers. And we have commissioned a study looking carefully at the impact that the Schwartz Center rounds have on caregivers and on patients. And what we find is both in quantitative fashion and in qualitative fashion is that the rounds improve connection between patients and caregivers. They allow increased and improved teamwork of groups at hospitals, that bringing people to Schwartz Center rounds improves teamwork overall and creates a more supportive environment with which caregivers and clinicians can function. I can't tell you that hospital mortality rates are decreased or malpractice insurance rates go down or that there are other outcomes as we usually think about them change, but we do know that caregivers who attend rounds have a greater degree of satisfaction with their work than caregivers who don't attend rounds. How does the Schwartz Center create best practice models? So there's several ways that we have done this. Through our rounds, we have identified several key elements of communication techniques that are important. We have worked on publishing these on our website, publishing articles about compassionate health care, and working to try to advocate for 
hospitals that are committed to compassionate health care to be able to continue that commitment in the face of, of a changing health care environment. I think that that is probably the biggest way that we try to promote and encourage and enhance compassionate health care. Does your hospital have ethics and clinical rounds in addition to the Schwartz Center rounds? Our hospital does, and, and I really feel that, that ethics rounds complement Schwartz rounds as opposed to compete with Schwartz rounds. Ethics rounds are designed to examine the ethical background that's well-versed in medical ethics that have existed for hundreds of years, and they're designed to look at ethical questions. The Schwartz rounds are really designed to look at the interaction between patients and caregivers, which is a very different kind of interaction, and we're much more about the process than the product. I find that, yes, occasionally rounds will produce a very hard outcome that we can act upon. For example, at our hospital, we realized that our bereavement care could be improved after one particular Schwartz round. And we went ahead and started a new bereavement group and worked on better bereavement care because of a very good Schwartz rounds. But I would say just as important are the hundreds of rounds we've had, which didn't really have a hard outcome that led to any process improvement, but rather got us together, got us relating to each other as individuals, and led to improvements in terms of the working environment we had and how we were able to relate to each other. How has the Schwartz Center improved communication? So I think it's allowed people, I think for communication to be most effective, there has to be an environment and a culture of respect. And the Schwartz Center has fostered that and has allowed that to be maximized at our hospital. I think that the old days of there being a vertical hierarchy between doctor, nurse, and nursing assistant and orderly is a thing of the past. And I think that increasingly teams of caregivers are composed across disciplines. What Schwartz Center programs do in general is they try to take away that vertical hierarchy, place people on a level playing field, and lead to better mutual respect between caregivers, and I think that dramatically improves communication. How does the center empower patients? So we've worked very hard with patients this year, actually, as a new initiative, to try to find out what is it about, from a patient's perspective, that can lead to better connection with their caregiver. I would say the first seven to 10 years of our work was focused more on the caregiver side, on the nurse or the doctor or the social worker. Now we're starting to look at the patient side of the equation to try to get a sense of what the patient side of the equation can do. And we were asking patients through some innovative patient pilots to try to tell us what works within a practice, what do they find the best techniques for communicating can be, how do they want to be talked to in terms of both style and content. Dr. Lynch, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the Kenneth B. Schwartz Center. Thank you. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.